listening to Friday Night Zombie, the podcast for all things undead. Hello, 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 and welcome to the new, improved Friday Night Zombie. I'm the blacksmith, and, well, it's been a while, you know, um, it's been... Since July, I think, since I put out a new episode. Uh, you know, I just, I wasn't happy with the quality before. I really wasn't. And that led me to decide to end the podcast, which I think was a mistake, all things considered. Um, I think it would have been better just to keep trying and keep improving. But nonetheless, I ended up starting another podcast with some friends of mine called Bag and Board Podcast Network. It's a comic book comic book podcast that we do. Um, put out two shows every week, one Marvel, one DC. Check it out if you're into comics. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but my point is, uh, by doing that, I, I got some more experience podcasting, and I think I've improved a bit. So decided, you know what? The world needs more zombie podcasts, and I committed a crime by taking one of those away. So now we're back. Um, if you've listened to the show before, then you kind of know the drill, although I'm going to be shaking up things a little bit. I think it was a little bit too, uh, structured before, if that makes sense. It's just, you know, same ABC done every week. So, I'm going to try and just do things a little bit more freeform. Just, you know, each week, whatever I decide to talk about, that's what we'll talk about. But I'll still keep some of the segments around for when I feel like using them. And if you're new to the show, that includes reviews, um, readings of zombie stories, zomtroversy, which is where I give my opinion on controversial subjects related to zombies. And that one, not going to use as often, because I found I started to run out of things to talk about. You know, there's only so many uh, controversial subjects related to zombies that you can really go into. So... Anyway, it's a rich world of zombies right now, so as far as zombie fiction, I mean, I guess it's a good thing it's not actually a world filled with zombies, but you know what I mean. We got The Walking Dead, we got a new Walking Dead show. In fact, let's just start there, The Walking Dead, um, season five, and I won't give any spoilers, don't worry. Uh, Reviews are the only area where I'll talk spoilers, so you can rest assured don't, you don't have to be caught up to listen to the rest of the show. So, The Walking Dead Season 5, though, has been amazing, in my opinion. I know a lot of people, it's like every season they start they start off the season really liking it, and then halfway through, oh, it's kind of getting boring, and then shocking mid-season finale. But, you know, I, I love the show, I always have, and I think it's gotten better every season. And I I don't think that's changed. I think season five is the best that the show has been. And it's definitely also the farthest removed from the source material, which is interesting. Normally I would say, you know, if you're going to make an adaptation of something, be faithful to the source material. Um, Although my enjoyment of the Hobbit movies has kind of softened my stance on that. But this too has sort of changed my mind on that. I, I really resisted when they first started going off on their own track in uh, season two. Um, Things weren't 
like in the comics. Some things were, but people started dying that didn't die in the comics. There were characters missing that weren't in the comics. Characters that were just on the show, not from the comics, became more prominent. Um, it, it was just a lot different. So, it, it took me a while to accept, but now I've really... I've really divided the two in my mind, and I think I'm the better off for it. And I advise anybody else who's a fan of the comics and either hasn't gotten into the show or has found it difficult to enjoy the show because it's so different, just really try to think of them as two separate stories. I know it's, I know it can be really difficult because it's still the same characters to some degree, and uh, especially now that Rick is pretty much a spitting image of Rick in the comics. <laughs> um, Rick on the show, I mean, is... He looks just like his character in the comics these days, although he's a little bit more handy. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, but but it really it really does benefit your experience, I think, of enjoying both of them, because you know there could be something some things on the show that aren't in the comics that you like. I have that. Um, you know, Daryl, as with many people, he's one of my favorite characters. So when I read the comics now, there's a bit of a void there, but if I go into it with that same mindset that these are two separate stories, I think it helps a lot. You know, it's just like with Marvel. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love the comics and I love the movies. Totally separate versions of the stories. It's gotten a little bit easier now with season five that it, they've really gone off, way off anything from the book, um, from the comic books. You know, uh, there's there's certain scenes and certain lines that are straight out of the comics that are nods to fans. And that's, you know, kind of cool fan service. But overall, it's really different now. And I think that's a good thing. This season has just had so much great action, great character development, which is, character development has always been the strongest point of The Walking Dead, except arguably the uh, zombie effects, which are pretty much unparalleled, even in most zombie movies, if not all. But this season in particular... And, and speaking of the zombie effects, geez, this season, they've really stepped up their game there as well. I mean, Greg Nicotero, man, I love Tom Savini as much as the next guy. And I know Tom Savini is part of the reason that Greg Nicotero knows how to do all this, because of their work together on, you know, stuff like Day of the Dead. But man, Greg Nicotero, he is just above and beyond pretty much anybody else out there when it comes to practical gore effects. Uh, especially zombies, although also props to the Evil Dead remake. That's another quality example. I'm not sure who did the gore effects in that, but they were also great and practical. But anyway, but as far as The Walking Dead, Greg Nicotero, bravo, sir. You are knocking it out of the park way more than ever before, and it was already great. So, yeah, if you're behind on The Walking Dead or you gave up because it was just too different, Stick with it, honestly, unless you just absolutely hate everything about it and there's no way you'll ever be a fan. If there's any chance, give it another shot. I mean, I, I've been a zombie fan for a few years now, not as long as a lot of people, but I, I was a fan before the, the craze, I guess, induced by Walking Dead. I was a fan, I don't even know, maybe 2000... 7, 2008, somewhere around that. It was definitely before The Walking Dead show started because I was a fan of the comics and I remember being incredibly excited when they announced the show because I never thought we'd get, you know, a mainstream zombie show. But 
so I, I've been a zombie fan for a few years now, and I remember the way things were before The Walking Dead. And not just when the show started, but when it became the phenomenon that it is. And I think, to some degree, we take for granted how much things have improved. I mean, yeah, we've lost some. We've we've lost a few things, you know. Uh, this sort of small sense of community that we once had, where it was just this small group of people that were really into zombies, and, you know, you could name all the big people in the zombie fandom, you know, all the people that would contribute to things like Midnight Podcast and the Library of the Living Dead show, and, you know, just this whole tight-knit community is kind of gone because it's become overwhelmed, but everything we've gained, I mean, so many people are into zombies now. It's huge. It can be frustrating, you know, a lot of people, these people... They love zombies on because of The Walking Dead, but they don't delve into all the other great zombie stuff out there that's just waiting for them. But that's, you know, a minor problem that I think can be fixed in time as they start be- to become aware of all that stuff. But, I mean, I, I talk to people now about zombies I never thought I would talk to about zombies. I have family members that are into The Walking Dead who I never would have expected to be into anything horror. We have... We have a zombie TV show on a major network that is one of the most watched programs on the air. Who would have seen that coming? This is, it's it's unprecedented for our whole, you know, zombie-loving community. So, the point I'm trying to make, if I'm making any point, is just that I hear a lot of ungratefulness from zombie fans about the Walking Dead craze because, you know, well, we liked it first, and now everybody's into it and they don't appreciate what came before, yada yada. Let's try to be more positive. Honestly, I mean, it's a great time to be a zombie fan. Even if things have changed, we can still remember the good old days while enjoying the new good days. The good new days? I don't know. It's not really a phrase. But moving on. Uh, Oh, also, Walking Dead, I was going to mention the spinoff series has a name, Cobalt. So... This is another thing that a lot of people are being negative about, and maybe it's just because it's the internet where I'm reading a lot of this stuff, and people are always negative about everything on the internet. But, man, people are really tearing this show down before they even get a chance to see it. Um, I hear some people complaining because that it looks like it's going to have a uh, mostly Latino cast, and people are saying, calling it, like, PC garbage and stuff, and come on, guys. That's just, that's not cool. Um... You know, Latino people exist, too. Not everybody's white. So, and I think the same would be true in a zombie apocalypse. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, two zombie shows on the air is better than one. It, it's just really a good time to be a fan. So I, I encourage everybody, you know, if you hear somebody starting to get down about the way things are, just remind them how good things are, really. And we still have all the old people, you know? Um... We still have all the great, uh, when not everybody's still there, but we still have Eric S. Brown, Timothy Long, uh, George Romero's doing something, we don't know. Um, all the other, you know, authors and movie makers and stuff, they're still out there. There's There are still zombie projects coming out, you know, zombie books are always coming out. Um, there's new zombie video games, The Last of Us, the Telltale Walking Dead game, There's there's good stuff happening. So, uh, beyond just The Walking Dead, well, I guess the Telltale game is part of the Walking Dead franchise, but it's pretty different from the show. 
But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling about that whole thing. That's just something that's been eating at me for a while, because it just saddens me to see people that I used to see, you know, enthusiastic about enthusiastic about zombies now just kind of down about it in in a time where they should be happy. So just try to be more optimistic, guys. That's all I'm saying. I think it, I think you'll be a lot happier for it. So other than Walking Dead, um, <laughs> there's here's the thing. It's hard to talk about zombie news without talking about The Walking Dead because that is the main thing that's happening right now. Um, and like I said, there's still books coming out. I just got a new zombie book the other day. In fact, I'll talk about that. Um, I got a new zombie book the other day by Tim Wagner, um, or Wagner, Wagner, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, if you happen to listen to this, um, because I was at my, my, uh, college bookstore, I go to Sinclair Community College in Dayton, Ohio, and I noticed on the, uh, they, they have a little section of fiction novels up towards the cash register, and I usually peruse it, because I love reading, and that's sometimes they have some pretty cool stuff. And I noticed a zombie book, so I, of course I grabbed that up. And I was uh, looking at you know the about the author section, and apparently this zombie author Tim Wagner, who apparently has a lot of zombie books out there, and I, I had heard his name before because he's part of the whole kind of circle of zombie authors uh, that that's on a uh, face Facebook and. Uh, I don't know if anywhere else, but just, you know, that kind of whole circle with Eric S. Brown and Jonathan Moon and all those guys, those awesome zombie authors. Apparently he's a professor at my college, so that's awesome. <laughs> Wish I had known that before I took my creative writing classes, because that's what he teaches. That would have been awesome to take with him. But So I'm going to try and uh, go out to the uh, college sometime, see if he has office hours, and drop in, ask him for some tips, because I'm... I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but I personally am an aspiring writer, and horror is one of the genres that I'm trying to get into. I'm working on a couple different horror projects. I'll talk about that in a bit, actually. That'd be good to talk about. So, But anyway, so I'll, I might ask him for some tips, and uh, I, you know, if, we, if I start to get some listeners on here, um, I don't... If I start to get some listeners on here, I'll... Uh, I might ask him if he'd be interested in coming on the show. Um, I don't want to necessarily waste his time if nobody's listening to this, but, you know, if you guys are listening to this and, you know, you want to hear that, let me know. Um, I'll give feedback information at the end of the show, but I would really appreciate anything you have to say, anything you have to contribute. And, you know, just let me know if that's something you'd be interested in, and if you guys are listening, let me know you're out there so I know to ask him and see if he'd be interested in coming on but so far uh the book is called the way of all flesh and i highly recommend it i haven't finished it yet i just actually just started it recently so i'm not that far into it but so far it's really good without spoiling anything just basically what i'm going to give you is the same information that's on the back cover just in my own words i guess so no spoilers as i said before um the book follows three main characters. It follows David, who is a zombie, but from his point of view, everything is like a nightmare. And it's really, 
just a new creative awesome way to look at zombies um, and what their experience of reality is like so that's really neat um, and then uh, his sister Kate who's still alive and uh, is trying to find him and put him out of his misery and this guy she knows called Nicholas who apparently wants to kill her so <laughs> I don't exactly know what his deal is yet but that's what it said on the back of the book is that he wants to kill her and I, I do get some creepy vibes from him, whenever, from him whenever he's in the book so far. So, really awesome book. Very well written. Um, I'm, I really dig the style that he writes. Uh, it's just very raw. And I, I don't know, that's... With this genre, obviously, it's going to be violent and stuff. But it just feels... There's a balance, you know. Some zombie fiction goes over the top with gore and profanity and everything and some of it tries to stay too tame like the World War Z movie um, but this this strikes a really nice balance where it just feels like yeah if this was a zombie apocalypse if, if it was really happening this is how people would talk this is how it would feel so just really awesome book um, once I finish it I'll definitely do a review of the whole book on the show and as I said, might try and see if I can get the author on the show as well if he's interested and if that's something you guys want to hear. So that's awesome. Speaking of books, as I said, I'm personally working on a couple novels. Um, I, I've got <sighs> some stuff I've been working on for years but just hasn't really gone anywhere yet because I keep getting sidetracked by other things. But I've got a couple zombie novels in the pipe. One of them, I don't know, is in the pipe the right phrase? I can't remember if that's in progress or almost finished. Regardless, what I mean is I've got a couple that I'm working on. One I've got a couple chapters done on. It's a uh, space zombie novel. Um, it's actually more of like a compilation novella or something. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. It's novel length is what I'm aiming for, but it's a bunch of separate stories that all tie in to the same overarching zombie apocalypse and they're all in the right order and they all kind of have a background narrative that ties them all together and you'll find out more about that with each story you know about what what's actually going on it takes place in the future and it's this it's about uh well it's about a uh, water treatment plant on earth a base on the moon um, a space station in orbit around uh, was it Jupiter? I can't remember. I haven't written that part yet, but it's I think I've planned around Jupiter. Uh, a Mars base, a huge military freighter out in um, space around uh, near Uranus or Neptune or somewhere around there, and just all these different locations through space. And there keeps being all these zombie outbreaks, and you'll slowly find out why these outbreaks are happening and how they could be happening in all these different places when they're divided by, you know, all these, you know, millions of miles or whatever. I apologize to any astronomers if that was the incorrect measurement. It's been a while since astronomy class. can't remember if it's millions or not. And yeah, it's millions, 93 million miles from the Earth to the Sun. Yeah, it's in millions. Just ignore me. Um... <laughs> So, anyway, but so that one I've been working on for, well, 
I've had it on the back burner for a few years, worked on it for a while, and then stopped. Hoping to get back to that soon. Um, then I've got another one which has gone through so many incarnations. It's I'm hoping it's going to be like kind of a long, almost sort of zombie odyssey. Um, it's been in different stages of development in my mind where it's a three-part thing taking place over like 60 years and another time it just has background information about those first two stories and then but it focuses on the third it's gone through a lot of incarnations but there's actually there's not a lot I can say about it at this point because I don't want to you know spoil things or say things that I'm eventually going to change so just leave that at that but anyway um yeah, so I I would like to work. I would like to publish zombie books at some point. Uh, just writing and fiction in general is uh, what I'm hoping to do. But enough about me. Um, let's just go into the zomtroversy. You're not running a talk show here, Mr. Berman. You can forget pitching an audience the moral bullshit they want to hear. You're talking about violence in video games. Now, I know this isn't a strictly zombie thing, but it is something that applies to pretty much every zombie game ever made, except for maybe Plants vs. Zombies. The idea that violent video games promote actual violence. It's something that's kind of come to a head um, with... It's something that's sort of come to light, um, again, with the hatred video game that's coming out where you play as basically just a serial killer going on a rampage and executing people in horrible ways and it's something that comes you know it comes up every time like a young male uh, goes on a killing spree and then it turns out he played video games look there's never been a study that really suggests um, with any decent evidence behind it that video games promote actual violence it's just not credible um it just doesn't happen now the inverse that people naturally inclined to violence might be among those who play violent video games seems likely but that doesn't mean that perfectly normal people don't play them as well so yeah it's just something that as a gamer, it really bothers me that this is something that always gets brought up, and uh, to some people, it's a bygone, it's a it's a foregone conclusion. You know, they uh, it, it's just as soon as they find out somebody who was a serial killer was a gamer, it's instantly up. Oh, well, it was the video games, and it's just you know these uh, parental watchdog groups out there, you know, that are anti-video game and. Obviously, there's a time and place for everything. You can't let video games take over your life, but I just I cannot believe any claims that playing a video game led someone to commit an act of violence. Now, that said, there could be an argument made for somebody who's going to commit a violent act doing a specific violent act um, because they saw it in a video game or because they did it in a video game. But that doesn't mean they wouldn't have just done a different violent act had they not learned about that one in the video game. It's just that they were emulating something they saw. But that's a whole different 
argument than, uh, than suggesting that the reason they were violent in the first place is because they played a video game. I just can't buy it. Sorry. It just doesn't make sense. So, it's just, and it's just too far-fetched. You know, I know perfectly normal people who are into violent video games and violent movies, violent books, books, uh, violent music, etc., etc. It does not make you violent. So, if you have opinions on this week's Zomtroversy, feel free to send them uh, send them on to uh, FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Once again, that's FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Also, feel free to send uh, suggestions for future Zomtroversy topics. I'd love to hear your ideas and your opinions on those topics. And you can always feel free to send uh, send that as a document, you know, text uh, or audio, you know, I prefer mp3 because that's just the easiest to put straight into GarageBand when I'm compiling the episode, but if not, Wave is fine too, or whatever, I'll convert it. And you can also feel free to send me audio, but then, you know, and say, I don't want this on the podcast, this is just me talking to you, that's totally fine too, just if you don't want me to put your audio on the podcast or read your text on the podcast in your email, let me know. Purple Rain. No. Son of the Time. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Probably. So, for reviews, I'm just going to do one review this week. I'm going to start slow. I haven't really watched anything all that recently, and I don't want to do a review just from vague memory. So I'll try to watch a zombie movie or two this week and get back to you with new reviews. But for now, I'd like to review something that I promised a long time ago and never got around to before, The Walking Dead Telltale Game 400 Days DLC. Now, as I said, the reviews section has spoilers, so if you don't want spoilers, this is the part of the podcast to stop listening. Um, And I'll see you next week. As I said, you can send anything to FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. So, The Walking Dead... 400 Days DLC takes place after Season 1 and sets up certain characters for Season 2. And uh, I I don't know if it was the fact that I hadn't played uh, The Walking Dead game in a long time when I booted this up and just forgot how good it was, or if this was even a step above Season 1, but man, it's all these sort of, you know, separate stories about separate characters and each one isn't all that long, but you're just instantly invested in those characters and what's going on. The writing in this game is just awesome. And there's one moment, which I won't spoil this, because it's one of, like, the... It, it needs to be a surprise when you get to it, if you haven't played this. Um, th- there's a moment where you're... Uh, it's dark, and you do an action that you think is going to defend yourself and you realize you should not have done that action. And I guarantee you, you're going to do it. The first time you play the game, you're going to do it, and then you're immediately going to just, you know, say, oh, crap. I, I just, oh, crap. I shouldn't have done that. Which I guess is pretty far for the course for the Walking Dead Telltale game, but this one in particular was just, oh, man, I felt awful after I did it. My stomach dropped. And if you played the DLC, I think you know this, the, uh... The action I'm talking about. But anyway, so it sets up Season 2 rather nicely. It doesn't set up the main characters, you know, uh, 
the main character of season two, obviously, being uh, Clementine. We saw where she left off already in season one. So it doesn't really address her or um, any of the other main characters. At least I don't think it had any main characters. It's been a while since I played it. But it sets up a lot of the side characters for season two and just makes season two that much more of an enriching experience when you play it. But the the major thing it does is just really show off what these guys can do with a story-based game. Uh, seriously, if anybody hasn't played the Walking Dead Telltale game, you know, because he's thought, well, it's just a rip-off to get all these episodes separately, it gets too expensive and stuff. Um, if you really don't want to pay the price, wait till the spring Xbox Live sale when they almost always have those for a pretty good deal. Um, but even at full price, it's worth it. These are really great games. They're some of the best video games I've ever, pl I've ever played, not just best zombie games. So can't recommend that enough. And the 400 Days DLC, you might be tempted to just say, well, it's just extra. You know, it's just trying to do a cash grab. No, it's, it's just as good, if not better, than Season 1. So definitely buy that, and definitely get it before you play Season 2, so that you can import your save with Season 1 and 400 Days into Season 2. And Season 2 I've finished all but Episode 5, so once I finish that final episode, I'll bring you a review of that. Well, that'll about do it for this week. Um, it feels good to be back. I know I've said in the past, you know, well, I'm, I'm back for good and I'm going to quit again. I'm not going to make any promises, honestly. I hope that this lasts a long time and I'm planning on doing this every week from here on out. Um, and, but, you know, I have another podcast too that I got to do twice a week and a monthly podcast uh, episode for that where we review a chapter of Watchmen every month. So there's a chance that I'll feel overwhelmed between that and school and everything and not be able to do this. But the number one way that I'll know I should continue doing this is if you guys send feedback and let me know you want me to. Because, um, you know, I do this for you guys. Um, so if you're listening and you want the show to stick around, let me know. Uh, let me know I'm not just talking into a mic. Um, let me know that somebody else out there is listening. And I will keep bringing you episodes. Or if you listen to the show and you hate it, um, well, don't tell me. Just, you know, keep it to yourself. And lie to your friends. You know, tell them you liked it. Because that's what friends do. Alright, so... In the meantime, as I said, FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Send whatever you like. You know, your own short stories read aloud or just text for me to read aloud. Ideas for new segments. News stories you, that I missed, you know, but you think I should talk about. Your own reviews. Things you want me to review. Whatever. If it's related to the show or just zombies in general, send it along. And until next week... This has been your weekly dose of the apocalypse, Friday Night Zombie. Blacksmith, signing off. <laughs>